Hey folks, how's everybody doing? My name is Chris and I am host of the Stellar Spark Show. And today's topic is going to be about the 2020 general election early voting statistics that I, I thought would be very helpful to cover because it may give us an indication of what either side needs to do in order to win this election. And the election is won and lost only in about 10 states, as you know, because the majority of the country already knows which way they're going to vote, and political opponents know that as well. We all know that states like California, Oregon, Washington, and as well as New York, and the Eastern Seaboard is going to go for the Democratic nominee, Joe Biden, and then also the Republican nominee, President Trump, is definitely going to win the Great Plains, the Mountain West, most of the South, and Appalachia. So those are going to be no contests. But the election, like I said, will come down to those 10 key swing states, those battleground states that are going to decide the election. And we're going to go over some of the stats today in the most notable states as we count down here to election day because election day is less than two weeks away from today, October 21st. So what I could say before I even review some of the statistics here is that President Trump is looking very good in the state of Florida right now and in North Carolina and Arizona in the Sun Belt because a lot of the Republicans have returned their mail-in ballots more than expected or that I expected anyway. So that will make Republicans more competitive throughout the process. Because the Democrats are counting on winning this election by the mail-in votes, trying to prevent Republicans from getting to the polls, we're hoping that they stay home and Republicans are not going to come out to vote this cycle. And I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you're going to see high turnout among Democrats in the mail-in. And I think you're going to see higher turnout among Republicans in person in terms of the white vote. So will it be enough, though? That's the question. Well, we're going to delve into that now. So, for example, in the state of Florida... As of right now, 3,675,327 people have voted already, according to the U.S. Elections Project. So, 26% voted as a percentage of registered voters. So, that's 3.6 million votes cast already in the state of Florida. And... By party registration, we, we see, I mean, you can't say it, but I want to share it with you. Democrats, almost 2 million, so 1.7 million votes already. That's the count right now, 46 and a half. Republicans have 1,221,835, which makes up about 33% of the vote right now. So Democrats really need, if they want to have a chance at winning this election in Florida, 
Democrats really need to run up the margins with the early vote over 50%. And we're not seeing that here for the Democrats. We're only seeing Democrats get near 47%, while Republicans have sent back 33% of the ballots they've returned. So they have 33%. So I think that if this stands, I mean, the voting is going to be going on for a few more weeks. Democrats, I don't think I'll get the 50%. At most, they'll get the 49 But even if they do make it to 50%, Republicans are going to come out on Election Day, and they're going to vote for President Trump. And I think it's going to be more of a surge for them on Election Day than Democrats, because the majority of Democrats have already voted by mail. Now, that's not to say that some Democrats are going to vote, not going to vote on Election Day. They most likely will because they don't want to get complacent in this election, believing that they've already won the election because of the mail-in votes. So just an interesting comparison here to go over. So back in 2016, I believe that Hillary Clinton held the lead of a 300K votes ahead of Election Day. Going into Election Day, Hillary Clinton had 300,000 votes above what President Trump had. So she had a 300,000 vote lead going into November the 8th, 2016. Hillary Clinton ended up losing the state with 47% of the vote. President Trump won the state with 49% of the vote, almost 49% of the vote. So Joe Biden right now would have 46.5% of the vote. That's not going to win the election. I don't believe in my view. I don't think 46 and a half is a high enough number that they need. And Republicans are staying competitive in this state of Florida. So that's about a 500, less than a 500,000 vote lead could easily evaporate on election day. Even if that lead builds to 700,000, there's plenty of votes left in a lot of the rural counties that have not voted or, or, or have not fully maxed out a lot of these counties have not even, like I said, have they haven't had full turnout yet. A lot of the counties in the Panhandle and a lot of the counties in Central Florida do not have a full vote count yet. So that leads me to believe that there are still votes out in the panhandle and in central Florida, which is definitely going to benefit President Trump because, he, because he's going to win those counties. Not sure of the margin he's going to win them by. It's probably going to be similar to 2016. But he's going to need those rural areas to turn out if he wants to win Florida. And I do think that there is plenty of time left to come back in the state of Florida for the president. So that's Florida. Moving into some other states that are battlegrounds, like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. In Pennsylvania, we see that Democrats have a lead of about 600,000 votes. Republicans have only returned 31% of their ballots, while Democrats have returned 46.4. And this state is likely to be competitive. We're likely to see at least 4 million people vote in Pennsylvania. And we have about half of the vote in in a lot of the rural counties. And Pittsburgh, as well as Philadelphia, have 50% of their ballots returned. 
So a total of 2.8 million people have voted in Pennsylvania already. So in this state, as I covered on my channel, Pennsylvania, I think, is going to be more difficult for President Trump to win because of the collar counties and a lot of Chester County is already in with 53% of the vote. Chester County is really educated and a lot of those other counties are as well. And I'm not sure that President Trump is going to make up the votes due to the rural counties being maxed out, nearly maxed out. There's just not enough votes out there in rural Pennsylvania to offset the suburbs. So I do think that this state is less likely to vote for President Trump again, but it's definitely possible if he improves upon his margins from 2016 and if he's able to be competitive in the suburbs. Moving into other states like Wisconsin, we see that a lot of people have voted, a million people have voted in Wisconsin, but we don't have a breakdown here by party. But what I could tell you is that a lot of people have voted around the Madison suburbs in Wisconsin. And a lot of people have already voted in the Milwaukee suburbs. So most of the state of Wisconsin has already voted over half in a lot of the counties. And that may be a good sign for President Trump, because a lot of these counties lean Republican in the rural areas, but there's still some votes left to be counted there, probably on election day. So that's Wisconsin. And other states, let, let's see here what we have. North Carolina. North Carolina has 2,155,350 votes already counted, already in. They're not counted yet uh, because they, they, they can't be counted until election day. But North Carolina has 2 million people that already voted. Ballots are going to be counted on election day. A lot of that is in the triangle. It's from the triangle. A lot of the rural counties are not maxed out, so that's a good sign for President Trump, and he's competitive there as well. He won the state in 2016. As far as the in-person votes by party registration in the state of North Carolina, Democrats hold an advantage of around over 100,000 votes. Democrats 41, Republicans 31. And that's pretty close in terms of the in-person early vote. So what, what is the purpose of me going over all these early voting statistics? Well, the purpose is to give you greater insight into what I think is going to happen based on those statistics going into the general election. I, where my position stands is I think that there's a lot of time for the president to win, to come back and win this election. Especially if there are some shenanigans that go on after the election with there, a controversy surrounding the continued counting of the ballots and the legitimacy of them 
and things like that. That's not to suggest that that's condoned, but it's a scenario in which the president can claim victory on election night if the Republicans turn out on election day for President Trump, and then he's the winner after the night concludes, but only to lose a few days later when all the mail-in votes are counted. But we could see that what the percentage is for Joe Biden right now in these states, and it's not nearly what he needs in order to win this election. Joe Biden needs over half in order to win this election in a lot of these states, and he's not getting over half. And Republicans look to be very competitive, surprisingly, in the mail-in vote. So that leads me to believe that on Election Day, the majority of Republicans are going to turn out, and it's going to increase the Republican margin either close to a victory or to achieve victory on Election Day. So my conclusion is that I think the Republicans are in good shape with the mail-in votes as of right now. I mean, the process is going to continue up until Election Day. And then we'll have the, obviously, the voting on Election Day. So don't count the Republicans out just yet. The Democrats do have a sizable lead. But as I said, we saw leads in Florida, like in 2016. We saw those evaporate. Hillary Clinton, Democrats had a lead in the mail-in votes in 2016. They still lost the election. So this time, it's important for Democrats not to get complacent with this election. Those who haven't voted by mail would have to turn out. And the problem with that is a lot of ethnic minorities are predisposed to COVID. And they don't get the care that they need. So that leads me to believe that maybe they won't turn out for Joe Biden. They'll stay home because of the risk going to the polling place. But some Democrats will turn out. I just think that they can't get complacent. They need to stay on task, make sure their vote counts. If they're going to vote either for either side, but especially Democrats to not get complacent. And then absolutely on the other side, Republicans are not going to stay home. If Republicans stayed home, President Trump will lose this election in a landslide. Because he needs the base to turn out. The base will turn out. It just depends on how independence will break. And independents tend to be favoring Joe Biden right now. It's a lot of soft support. That can definitely change over the next few weeks, depending on what happens. And we saw President Trump win them over back in 2016 as the weeks winded down to the election. And that's maybe what we'll see again here, because Joe Biden had a lot of soft support back in previous months over the summer. That soft support has eroded. Biden had an eight-point lead. Back over the summer, it's cut in half to about a four-point, five-point national lead. He needs to win at least over 50% of the national popular vote in order to win the election, in order to either get pluralities in the Rust Belt or bare majorities in a lot of those states. And I think that's going to be hard to do with the mail-in numbers that Democrats have right now in a lot of these states like Pennsylvania and Florida. I couldn't really view the statistics for Wisconsin, but it seems like a lot of the votes are in there. So it remains to be seen if we're going to have any irregularities there with the counting or 
if the process is going to be slow, it's going to be fair, that all remains to be seen. We'd hope that we could hold confidence in the premise of a fair election. It's definitely going to be a free election, maybe not a fair election. We all hope it is. And President Trump has consistently cast a doubt upon the legitimacy of the entire election because he been, he's been citing examples of widespread fraud in other states. And imagine, as I said in one of my other episodes, imagine you had more than one Florida scenario like in 2000 and have that in over five states across the country. And it's still not clear who the winner is in all these states because it's either recount level close or ballots have been lost or invalidated. So there's definitely, I think, going to be legal challenges put up to this process. Let's just hope it's settled in a way that is fair in this country. So, and I have faith in our democracy to settle that accordingly as best as possible. So, moral of the story is that it's going to be a competitive election. We'll see if Joe Biden can hold on to his lead, or if we'll see that lead slip away on election day. And let me know what you guys think on my channel. And thank you for listening today. I'm going to leave it there. And we have, like I said, less than two weeks until election day. It's going to be an exciting time, and it's an important election during a national and worldwide pandemic. It's a very tough time right now, but we'll all get through it. So appreciate you guys listening today. Be sure to check out the channel, the social media. Follow the social media. I'll be finalizing my predictions. As always, appreciate that. And I'm going to leave it there. That's all I have for now. And my name is Chris, and this, is, this has been the Stellar Spark Show. Signing off. Until next time.